A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Try to do it. Try to read it. I'm Joe Salzone, NBA playoffs. The Warriors advance to the NBA Finals, beating the Rockets 102 to 90, or 101 to 92. Golden State outscored Houston by 18 points in the third quarter, turning uh, turning a double-digit halftime deficit into a lead after three. For the fourth year in a row, we'll have the Warriors and Cavs for the title. Baseball action: The Yankees lose to the Astros five to one. Greg Bird hit a solo home run for the lone Yankee run. Mets split a doubleheader with the Braves, losing the day game 4-3 before winning the nightcap 8-5. Brandon Nimmo hit a home run in the late night win. NHL action. What? Win. (laughs) Brandon Nimmo with a homer in the late night win. So I'm I'm taking the uh, NPR approach here. NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights beat the Washington Capitals 6-4 in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. There were a uh, Stanley Cup Final record four lead changes in the game. That's why I'm reading it slowly. He didn't read anything first. Did you not read it first? I didn't read the last one. <laughs> the last one. Ah. Anyway, I'm Joe Salzo. <laughs> the Daniel Baldwin Show, we think, is up next. Be sure to put the Sports Center in the podcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Look at that beard you got coming in. You gonna go like all Bill Walton on us or something? What are you doing? No, I'm just lazy. I'll shave it now that you've noticed. Now, do you shave the whole thing, or do you trim it back so you got the I'm not 12 years old look going? The he George Michael very, scruff? Is he, that has what we very, he has a very youthful look to he him. He does. He does. It's called boyish good looks, is how I like it. So, how was your weekend? Joe, oh, did you hear about what happened with Joe? No. I saw a street fight yesterday. A Ooh, brawl. A, a brawl, yeah. Where? In you know, Auburn. Oh, yes. That's very common in Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of white people fighting each other. That's what happens when you hang up by the prison. Yeah. That's right. It was, a, uh, it was a fist fight. The cops were called. It was fantastic. Was it in the trailer park? No. It was right there on uh, on South Street. Was it hobos? Or was, no. What was it? no it was about, this is what happened. So, as I was walking across the street, because I'm not getting involved, and uh, I see a guy pour like half of a water bottle on one of the other guys. And I just thought they were being dumb Boyish boys. fun. Right? Fraternities. And then as I'm walking closer, I, I, I can see that one of the guys who is now covered in water takes a swing at the other guy. Oh. It's like, oh, okay, this is going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I stop what I'm doing and I just stand there and I watch. Rightfully so. I would and this. Too. I mean, they're just, they're hammering each other with the rights and lefts. This guy pulls over, and I'm thinking he must be a friend of of these guys. Maybe he's going to try to intervene and stop this. No, he flags down a cop, and he's telling the cop what's going on. So the cop, from his car, tells the guys to stop. They don't (laughs) stop. This whole time, they're continuing to fight. He doesn't get out of the car? He does no, not get out of the car. No. He does not get out of the car. No, there was no, there was not a single taxpayer amongst them. Why would you worry? <laughs> so he finally gets out of the car and physically breaks up the fight. At this point, I continue walking because there's really Show's nothing over. to look at. Mm-hmm. But I, at some point, I have to look up today to see if there's any, there any, any, any arrest or any Auburn police blotters <laughs> yeah. order. Yeah, yeah. Don't they do that like the local paper they name? 
Oh, it would have been awesome if Selzone just flew into the middle of it and just started <laughs> pummeling people. Out of nowhere, just a flying dropkick in the middle of it. Yeah. Not my town! <laughs> Bring it up! That's how we act in Auburn! Don't you realize there's a parade going on here? This is high moral ground. We are not fighting in Auburn. Back to your dens. Be gone with you. Be gone. I like, like it. I like it. I yeah. see a TV series. Now. I love it. Every time I see it, I see is there a script idea for me? <laughs> Joe's just a superhero, and he yeah. his superpower is yelling at people to stop. Oh, no. ah, all right. <laughs> hey. Did you ever see uh, um, uh, what was his name? Pete was it Peter Potamus? Do you remember Peter Potamus? No. With his hippo hurricane howler, and he would go. <laughs> and he would yell, and his breath would knock everybody. Out. Whoa! Is that, Joe's, is that Joe's superpower? Yeah. yeah. Then that, that Felix the Cat had a Coffee character breath. called <laughs> Felix the Cat. No, his was beer breath. He was at a parade. He uh, uh, there was a character in Felix the Cat called Vavoom. Yes. Do you remember Vavoom? I was a huge Felix the Cat I fan. I loved Vavoom. Vavoom would walk up and go Vavoom and blow rocks over and clear highways and yeah, you had to. See I it. always wanted a bag of tricks. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine if he could just... He had really one of the greatest superpowers of all time. Yeah, just a bag of whatever he wanted. Whatever he had to want it. Whatever. You could have x-ray vision. Whatever you wanted. Just, just the way Pauly said that. He just had this look of defeat in his face. Because yeah, when you're 10 uh, years yeah. old, you yeah. realize, I'm not getting no damn bag of tricks ever. I know, man, but he had he had anything. Don't worry. I have my magic bag of tricks. I Meanwhile, Joe Selzone has a slipper. He's waving in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if Joe went to go break it up and he got locked up? Oh, yeah. oh I love it. Do you, you carry bail get... money for the show? Does the show have uh, bail money? Joe goes to get involved and gets cold cocked across the face. Oh, oh, Joe got crushed. Comes with a big stump eye, just uh, closed up. I got clobbered this weekend. He's on World Star Hip Hop getting punched <laughs> by some other white guy. I really got to take a look at my... Uh, at my age, <laughs> up close th this weekend. So this kid who works on the street for me, Noah Totoro, big um, um, football player, 6'4", 240, big, big kid. Um, and so he comes and does work around the house. His, his sister um, you know, babysits from time to time, and his parents are good friends of ours, Stacy and Greg. Um, so I get this idea now as we're getting closer to the basketball tournament. I go, I really better start to play and, and, and shoot some more and stuff. So I, I tell him, let's go play one-on-one. <laughs> Well, we get down there. There's a couple of the guys were playing with everything, and he grabs a rebound and just turns to fire the pass. And he's a big, you know, strong kid, and he catches his elbow right under my eye. And the second it hit me, is you know they they talk about a guy going out on his feet. Mm -hmm. I wobbled. I didn't go down, and then the white spots all oh. flat, and they didn't stop for several seconds. So I doubled over, you know, and I'm holding my face, and he's like, hey, he's a really so sweet kid. He's like, are you all right, man? I'm so sorry. And so I didn't, you know, of course, I'm, I'm going to tough it out. I'm not going to show him. And so I go, yeah, so I, what do you do? You take a shot. So I get the ball. I stick a three-pointer. I didn't even see it go in. My vision was so screwed up. And for the next 10 minutes, I'm, the more I had to run after him, the more blood was flowing to my head, the worse it got. And I got this migraine headache playing basketball. Oh, you, we should put you in concussion protocol. Locked Dude, in a I black got, room. I got, you sit down. You now, can't sit down for three shows. If we were doing something tonight, and you, I'm not going to say a big punch, but a jab, boom, it popped you in the face. It hurt, but it wouldn't. 
10 years ago, that wouldn't have phased me in the least. I swear to God, it affected <laughs> me two days later. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was still holding my head going, crap, that shot hurts. Sue his ass. Anybody do barbecues this weekend <laughs> before we get into our uh, NBA talk after the break? Did, what did you, you I, I saw you out. Yeah, the, the Sibilias were in town. For uh, our not age. all of them. I mean, no, most of there's them. There's not a hotel that can hold all of them, but there's. <laughs> we were. Uh... It's not a restaurant that would accept them. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we went out to Texas Day Brazil and ran into Mr. Baldwin. Ooh. We were having our meats. That's a great restaurant. That's a great restaurant. I've that been once. That salad bar there is epic. Why would you fill up on salad? Well, because I go there, I hit the salad bar first, and they keep cruising by, and I keep getting different sections of meat. And I put it right on my salad and eat it with the salad. Oh. See, I don't like to fill up on the greenery. I like to just go right yeah. meats, nonstop meats. They have all kinds of meat. Like, yeah, I thought it was just steaks and everything. No, they got good lamb. They lamb, got, sausages, the guy chicken, wanders over parmesan chicken. Pig. Says an animal that you didn't even know was available. You want to see like, my picture? You're like, sure. Uh, Bacon-wrapped filet. I got a picture to show you. This is trying to make a point when I got there. Okay. So, I see Paulie. Paulie comes running over. Hey, what's up? I get to meet some of his brothers and their friends. And um, and so Robin and I go, no, Robin and I have been to this restaurant. I don't know. Uh, what did you do behind my back? <laughs> His friends. Going yeah. to my friends. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm cool. Yeah. You give me the instruction, I realize. <laughs> Jesus. Inside stuff happening here with Polly. So you get this little, like, um, like a, a, a coaster, it looks like. And on one side, it's red, which means no moss, no, yeah, more, yeah, no yeah. more. And the guys walk around, and they look for this thing. And the other one's green. So I'm sitting there. Um, and I've got my greenie up and I've got my salad and I'm knocking into my salad and I'm not getting any meat. Yeah. And guys are walking by and they're seeing Robin's red, uh, oh, she's oh, meat she blocking, blocking me. So Robin's, <laughs> she's meat blocking me, man. So I look at I her and I go, will you like turn it. yours over to green? She goes, <laughs> she goes, um, no, 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 I don't want any. I go, I know, but they're not giving me anything because you have that stupid thing up there. You're they're speaking thinking, on our behalf right yeah. now as far as the meat goes. Yeah. Can you? Will you figure it out, please? <laughs> so here's the picture. This is what I did at the restaurant. Oh, he put the green on his I put forehead. The, I put the, I put the thing nice. on my head. Did that they work? By, oh, yes, that got attention. That definitely got attention. Can I, got, I ask a favor of you, I, Daniel? Sorry, what's that? Next time you're out, and if you see Polly out, and he says hi to you, pretend you have no idea who he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I would have loved it if he's there with his entire family, and he sees you, and he goes, Dan! They you know go, I, I work with Well, he, he walked over to me, but I'll tell you what I did that was just as effective. What? What's the first thing I did when I walked to the table? I don't even... Come on. What's the first thing I did when I walked to the table? You, Think about it. You apologized to my brothers for having to live I with me. I apologized to them, yeah. and I hugged every one of them. I had Good. them stand up, and I hugged them. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry that you must live with... I'm so sorry. You I'm must really, grow up with I, I, Not to the same degree, but I realized... Them- now, this is, this, is, this is very scary news. It just came in on the presses right now on my phone. So, our star of Punta Stella in the three-on-three basketball game uh, that went in the uh, tournament that we're in on the ninth at the Carrier Dome, which is the reason you have been playing all weekend. Which is the reason why I've been playing is Eric Diedendorf, yeah, yes. because we get Eric because he technically works for us as an advisor. And I said to him, "Hey, we're talking about the tourney on the ninth on the show. You want to call in?" He says, "Hey, they said I have to check with compliance to make sure I'm not breaking any rules. So I will see you soon." Oh, which boy. means suddenly he might not be able to play. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. That's not good. That's not good. It seems weird that they wouldn't let him play in a charity basketball game. Devo? Yeah. 
But who knows? So NCAA well, is probably don't, yeah, they, rules. Yeah, it could be NCAA. Or probably they don't like the team doesn't want him rolling his ankle for a charity game, and then. Well, what is, does he? Is part of his function that he plays with the other players a lot? No, he, but he works mobile. him out. He's the strength and conditioning yeah, he's coach. Gotta he's got to be strength and conditioned. So he can strength. He can strength condition with a set of crutches if he has to. The hell, you lean over there and go do two more. Yeah, you're good. You count for God's sake: seven, eight, nine. Okay, you're done. All right, come back. <laughs> We'll come back and we'll I'm actually talk NBA, NBA playoffs, Mike. and we'll do a so what. Mm. It's a very exciting show. It's a very busy show lined up. Thank this you. This Friday, uh, the Daniel Baldwin show will be at uh, Taste of Syracuse. Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse happening Friday and Saturday in and around downtown Syracuse. All kinds of music and bands, and of course, we'll be live 10 to noon from the Del Lago Resort Casino Tower right there on the corner. You cannot miss it right when you walk in across from the Tops Tent. So come on out, check us out, and Brent X will be there Boo! from 4 to 6. Oh. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Did you come back to that, baby? Come no. on. Come on. So what do you got about what, what's going on? In, we're going to talk basketball in a second. Oh, boy. So what happened? They crushed my family and paid six. What happened? I, apparently, I was reading it uh, yesterday. Did, that The did, headline was... Do you not listen to us talk how we're going to handle this? He's setting it up. He's setting it up. So doing a it's setup. not a so what. It's not a so what story. It's a it's a bigger story than that. It was just the feud that is inside of your the Baldwin family. Although the best line off the air was I said, I told Daniel, I go... I just said to the room, they were ripping apart your family in page six yesterday, and he goes, the Sibelias? And I go, yes, <laughs> page six is covering the Sibelias. You're like, I covered that? No, it's uh, your your niece, Haley, uh-huh. was saying how her dad, Stephen, and, and your brother, Alec, don't talk. It was all big thing. The like, headline was, uh, Trump presidency tears Baldwin family apart. You know, it's interesting to see over the years, I don't know how this works with you and your families, and <clears throat> but to be the one that's got the most brains now, you know, as opposed <laughs> to, uh, you know, and to look and be the peacemaker. I've said to both of them, are you really going to be at odds as brothers over this ridiculous crap? Really? Like, I mean, you know, if you were the vice president of the United States and, you know, and the other one was making you look bad or something, I could see privately where you'd go, hey, man, will you knock it off or but I mean, this is just ridiculous. And the fact that Haley, Stephen's daughter, is the spokesperson through this article, that's even more frightening. To yes. Me. She's the one who spoke all about it. Nobody else, your wow. brother Alec didn't say anything. Nobody wow. said anything. Does she render an opinion on any of it? Or? She said, it was a very hurtful situation. I love my father. He's an amazing dad, but we so strongly disagreed on the election. He and my sister strongly disagreed. My sister's husband. He goes on and on and on. But eventually, it, it was it was about... Your two brothers not speaking because of this election. So it puts Stephen as an island. Yeah. Well, here's the thing for Steve-O, and it's interesting how this was worked out, because um, Alec and Billy both were um, very, very active in the creative coalition. Both were presidents and an organization primarily of actors and artists in Los Angeles. Um, You know, and fundraising for a number of of Democrats there, um, well known to be uh, followers of the Democratic Party. I am a Democrat also, but I don't allow my um, allegiance to one particular party limit me to what I might vote for. Um, So with that said, I've never really rendered a public opinion about Trump, and I'm not going to now. Um, But I'll say this. Um, 
Stephen was never politically active. And when Stephen turned around and the Republicans decided that, that to get at Alec and Billy, they would use Stephen. So they invited him to the Republican National Convention and kind of made a little bit of a figurehead, a mockery of him to get back at Alec and Alec's political views and making fun of Trump and doing the different things that he's done. Um, sadly, I don't think Stephen saw the fact that he was being used to do that and it created a big you know, riff in the family and... I think it's kind of funny, actually, that you would allow this at you know near sixty years old. Everyone's over fifty-five, now, <laughs> and you're going to let this affect him. I got far better reasons to want to hate all of them <laughs> than, than yeah, I know, right? Like I don't agree politically with ni- anybody in my family, and we don't like hate each other, right? Right. So you know, and, and I've had conversations, particularly. It. It's interesting because when I look at things that Stephen has said in the press, and Alec was not very aggressive in the beginning about it but has gotten aggressive and, and, and they've taken shots at each other now in the press, which has always been a no-no in my family. You know, when someone asks me something about Alec, I say, you should probably ask him, you know, and that's how I've been able to to circumvent any problems with my older brother or any of my brothers for that matter. This one's been a hotbed for us um, because of how controversial Trump has been. Alec doing the impression of Trump has magnified that. And Stephen being such a staunch, you know, him and Scott Bay are about the only two people that admitted they, they backed Trump pre-election. So, uh, but I, I still, I still look at it and I say, how could you let that, you know, have an effect on whether you talk to your own brother? And I, in some ways, and I've told Alec this before, I blame him more because I think Alec is smarter than Stephen. I think Alec has, um, the stakes are far higher for Alec. So to forgive Stephen, whatever he feels are his transgressions or whatever politically would be easy enough for him to do. You know, at the end of the day, if Alec renders an opinion about the presidency, that could reach millions of people. If Stephen renders an opinion about the presidency, it reaches nine people at Kmart. So, you know, really, is Stephen really going to have a drastic effect? No, not really. Not really. And I'm not taking anything from Stephen, but he's not anywhere near, neither any of us are, as big a movie star as Alec is and has the kind of influence he has. So it's kind of sad to see that happen. What do you do with all the big numbers? you got a big number in your family. We all get along. Like, we all we this, all talk. Just a kumbaya love yeah, fest? It's not a kumbaya love fest, but we just all don't care what the other person does and, you know, in their private life. You mind it's your own business. Of, yeah. I don't care what my politi- the, my brother's political views are or anything. We just, we don't talk about that stuff. We sit around and we talk about how we, we blew each other up with fireworks and, you know, lit the house <laughs> on fire. Yeah, yeah. And, Real know, brain damage yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't care what they, who they voted for. And you know what? And I, I've asked you this too. If what I disagree a hundred percent with my brothers politically, if one of them ran for a public office, I would be out stumping for him and vote for him, even if I disagreed with him. Because it's because yeah, it's family. Right. right. I so, keep waiting for Alec to pull the trigger and do that, so I can get out oh, there on the road and do it. Oh, so I can't he's wait. waiting on that job. Oh, oh I, I can't wait to be I behind the podium. Pulley the mall. Oh, it's gonna be uh, awesome. Oh yes, yeah, so Tom CNN. Can you just see Pauly yeah. pointing? <laughs> Call on people. I don't know. As crazy as people things are, people think things are politically right now. It would be crazier if Polly Sibilia was behind the podium in the White House. I have a huge conspiracy theory. Yeah, I do. I have a huge conspiracy theory, and that is, I think the Democrats knew, and I still think we may be facing a bit of a. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a, a depression kind of thing, but I think that we're probably looking in the next year at a currency situation that might be pretty difficult for us for a little while. Settle down, Glenn Beck. 
So no, well, I do. I think, <laughs> I, th- I think we may have a currency problem. So and that's going to affect sports. It's going to affect everything. Do I think it's all going to shut down? And there's going to be bread lines, but no. But I think we're going to see a, a, a bit of a um, a pinch. You know, I mean, it's going and it's going to have a rippling effect. And I wonder if the Democrats didn't know that was coming and they were really happy Trump's president. <laughs> Seriously, because I don't know he can dodge this bullet. Mm-hmm. I think we're our debt is so great. Uh, in, in other countries right now that people are going to start calling in their marker and the American dollar may take a hit. It'll come back, for sure. We're just too powerful for that not to happen, but I think we might be looking at that and I wonder if they're not really happy that a Republican's going to be in office when it happens. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more InfoWars next. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN Radio Circus. I'm so excited. It's time for um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. Today marks the 100-day countdown to the first NFL kickoff. And, of course, in NFL news, Des Bryant accidentally posted on his Instagram that he wants Nudes? to play for the 49ers. Accidentally and posted? He posted and then deleted that he wanted to play for the 49ers. Wow. That doesn't seem like an accidental post. No, that's not. that's the agent calling him up saying, "Don't limit that because if I get an offer from somebody else who thinks that you want to go ahead and play for the 49ers, but I mean, listen, they got Garoppolo out there now, you know, they're they're on the rise. That's not a bad spot for him." Yeah, they've got um JJ Stokes and Jerry Rice. Very good team. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> You don't think that they're going to win seven, eight they'll games? Be, oh, they'll be good. They may, they may be five hundred or a playoff team. Yeah, I think they might be a playoff team this year. Actually, they're, they're that much better. Not a so what. I like no. it. He's uh, angling. <laughs> totally. He's, He's working the gimmick. the water. He is celebrating his seventy fourth birthday at Yankee Stadium. Rudy Giuliani was booed. So what? I'm tired of Rudy Giuliani. Why? Like, cause he. I don't because he's get on this. the Trump train. Yeah, I know, now. but I don't get like why everybody hates other people because of who they like politically. People, people who need people. Why do you need to boo somebody? Like, boo them. Don't don't show them. It's Yankee yeah. Stadium. I don't. They, care. they forget like, that this is the guy that took us out of nine eleven and cleaned up the city and blah. now he's a bum. He's a bum. That is a so what, right? It's a so what. It's a so what. Totally. You knew that when you put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> so your dad. Uh, (laughs) He got the daddy joke Um, in All right The Vegas Golden Knights won the first game of the Stanley Cup final last night And if you were to put $20 on the Golden Knights in the beginning of the season And they end up winning it all You will be $10,000 richer Wow If you would bet them to win it all And then they do go to win it all doesn't that make you want to just take 20 bucks and throw it on somebody at the beginning of the season? Just but they're a long shot. Like the guys, I had Syracuse when they won with Carmelo. Yeah. That'd be like going into this year and throwing 20 bucks on, I would say the Browns, but the Browns, like Buffalo. Right. 20 Buffalo bucks. Winning it. No, it would not be like saying Buffalo. It'd be like saying the Browns. It'd yeah. be like saying the last one. This is a, only one other time, and it was an expansion the Blues, I think, in like I don't know, eighty-one or something. Well, the bro- the odds. Uh, I wonder what would be higher odds: an expansion team winning or the Browns winning this. I have to. And I'll have nobody to research, co- maybe, maybe Joe could research that. Find out what the Golden Knights odds were and what the bro- Browns. I think it's are only been done once in any professional sport. I think only one time. And how is there this not is a it? conspiracy no, developing? The Blues. 
St. Louis Blues did it, actually, in hockey. I'm pretty sure. How is there not a conspiracy developing over the fact that a team in Las Vegas, Daniel, exactly. is suddenly uh, paying out big if they win it all? I guess that'd be tough to do. To like, You could throw the game, but to win it all would be tough to do. Not a so what. No, definitely not a so what. And I'm going to look it up. I think it was the St. Louis Blues. Finally, the Scripps National Spelling Bee kicks off today. Oh, my favorite. Brian Kenny, the Syracuse area 14-year-old from Onondaga Hill Middle School, will oh, be... the West Hill Central School District. That's right. Warriors. He'll be competing tonight, starting the Scripps Spelling Bee. Didn't they expand it to, like, 10,000 kids this year? Like, it's a larger number, and it's going six days, so it's more stress on their little brains. <laughs> We're just going to torture them until the very last minute. I hated spelling bees. He's number 331 among the 516 regional spelling bee champions. So 516. Did you like spelling bee day? No. In school? No. I'm an idiot. I can't spell. These kids are brilliant. They know what they're doing. I don't know anything about spelling. 1967-68 St. Louis Blues expansion team win the Stanley Cup. Only team in professional Is that sports. true? He just look. Can we please not continue with this? All right. Just let him be right and let it go. All right. He's but what right. if he's wrong? But he's I right. He just it. looked it up. I want, no, I want him to Google it. I will in the break. Because uh, because because when we come back, I'm wrong about everything else we bet on this week. So <laughs> I want to be right about something. We got a local kid in the spelling bee. There's your so what. We'll come back finally talk What's, NBA what, hoops. Do we have odds on the kid winning at all? Because I'm gonna put their little play. <laughs> oh, gee, that's about my spelling. Uh. <laughs> That's my spelling prowess right there. What he was doing Can there. you bet on the spelling bee? I'm sure oh, you, you could. Gotta be able to bet on it. I'm gonna five able large to... on it right now. I'm gonna put five bucks. Bet on, on a too. foreigner. <laughs> yeah, well, not a foreigner. It's they're what? from this country. What, are, in this... what a reverse racist thing to foreigner. say. Foreigner. Bet on the Chinaman. That's <laughs> not even what I said. I of course said, you did. Bet on a foreigner. Of course we know what you meant. No dumb American. <laughs> but he's winning not this... a foreigner. He's an American. If yeah, he's... don't put money on that kid. No, I'm saying that. It... Why is he? <laughs> That's Why is he not hearing be- me? Because he's born and raised, and he happens to be of Asian descent. He's a foreigner. I know, but he's from. He knows... no, he's American. I'm... Yeah. Okay. I'm bet on a you're kid. You're saying bet on the Indian kid is what you're saying. Bet on a kid whose family is not from this country. Okay. There you go. That's what or you're at least generations removed. You don't Gene- know that. No, no. I want the kid who just got here. <laughs> I gotta here. get their genealogy I now. Bet on the kid who just got here because he's gonna <laughs> beat everybody that's been warped by the stupid school system. Bet on the kid with the most vowels in his name is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. All right. Bet on the you kid and who's been here the least. I've never then, been more offended. Bet on the fuzzy little fun. Next, you bet on the homeschooled kids. This is the stupidest thing you've ever said. Put on the kid with a gay mother from France. <laughs> Homeschooled or not from this country, and you're going to win. Okay? Yeah. That's if it's tip. a math contest, bet on the kid from Korea. <laughs> All right, he's got a good point. 2000, last year was Vayana Shamashankar. Okay. After that, Anshun Sunjoy. Okay. Yeah. After that, Shiram Hathwal. Anshun okay. Sunjoy was a shoe cobbler <laughs> whose, whose wife was a hippie. Do you know what this is? This is the equivalent of when Daniel picked Justified to win, right, right. To win the no, horse race. No, it wasn't. My God. You're, you're picking the, the favorite. Soon. Coming this weekend, right? Is it this weekend they take... 
Well, yeah, willpower. By the way, did you see willpower won the the Indy five hundred? Am I the only one that thought that sounded more like a horse winning a horse race than a guy it's winning? Willpower. It's willpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll come back talk hoops. It's ESPN Radio. All sir. the best local takes. Daniel Baldwin. I do not believe even adding the great LeBron James to Lakers gives them any kind of a guarantee. But they're they're not even in the top four. I don't think in the West. Orange Nation. I can say it's the strength because he's he's the most dynamic player on the field. There's a better than fifty percent chance that he's not going to play all 12 games this year. Brent Axe. A lot of buzz is starting to build behind Jalen Carey. I like this kid. I like this moxie. I like his swagger. Did you miss a show on ESPN Syracuse? Listen back on iTunes or ESPNSyracuse.com. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. All right, go ahead. Let me have it. NBA. I can take it like a man. Hey, let's just do this. The Great One has <laughs> spoken. Noster Daniel sucked on the NBA playoffs. Okay. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you right now. I'm going to take it on the chin about LeBron. You've actually, um, a couple times that I've challenged you, as I listen to Skip Bayless and I read some of his fodder, but you've brought me around to not only say I was wrong, um, but to say this guy may be the greatest basketball player to ever play. I, when, when I've always said this before, and I'll bring up two of the most fundamental examples of this that there are, Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson. And when Jim Brown did it, you would go as a defense, and the entire week you said, wherever that guy goes, wherever 32 goes, all 11 you guys hit him. And he still ran for the yards he ran. You knew it was coming, and he still did it. Same for OJ. They targeted that guy. They weren't a prolific throwing team. They didn't have other options. They handed the ball off to him, and their line was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the team wasn't wasn't doing uh, what they needed to do to open up holes for him. But still, you keyed on OJ. When LeBron James comes in, you know the last couple of games, and you know he's scoring forty something points a game, and double-doubles, triple-doubles, and you key on him, and you still, as a collective effort, can't stop him. He's taken probably the worst NBA Finals team in my lifetime and brought them to the Finals. The worst team Absolutely. That's, that's ever gone to the Finals, I think. Yeah, the only one close that I can think of was Iverson in 2001. Which was another example of very similar. We're talking about Allen willed them, but but I think they were even better. Oh, yeah, they definitely were. And and so with that, with that said, you win. You're right. This guy... I know Michael Jordan for a long time. I've been to many of his golf tournaments, broken bread with him. You know, I consider him a friend. But I don't think all in all, if I was to start, I always say this, if I had to start a team and I had to have one guy and it was between Michael or LeBron to build my team around, I would take LeBron James. I would now. Now, the second of our predictions. Hold on, before you get one more, more thing. LeBron James did something else that that's not been talked about. He never stopped passing to his crappy teammates. As bad as they were at points during this series, he kept giving them the ball and letting them kept shooting the ball. You know, and Ty Lue gets some credit for that too. But I kept playing the guys that were missing, and, and they they did just enough to help this team get to the get to the finals. And it's pretty amazing. Well, the the, the guys on the court are the guys that are available to be on the court. Period. So. We're, we're going to hear about 
um, you know, if Kyrie had played, we're going to hear all that. He's going to the finals again, and he took them there. Now, on the other hand, uh, I watched a absolute collapse. I, I mean, Houston, I think, is better than, than Golden State. But you cannot predict that a team is going to go, you know, one for 26 from three-point range when that's what got you there. If they had shot crappy and shot 20%, they'd have won the game. You know, but 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 I mean, it was just talk about turning the faucet off. I mean, it was it was awful to watch for them. I mean, they really sucked. They sucked that third quarter. They got beat by eighteen points. Which again, you know, in a game when you're up by a bunch, there's ebbs and flows in the NBA. Um, the two things I took away from that was Houston choked. They absolutely choked. Their shooting percentage was was the worst I've ever seen in a, in a, in a conference final. I don't think I've ever seen such an absolute from the first half to the second half. I've never seen anything like it. I've, I've never seen how bad they shot. But the second thing is watching Kevin Durant, and and you know he comes down probably about four out of six possessions in the third quarter, and the shot clock is winding down. And he's got a guy right in his grill. One of them he shot from like thirty. I mean, he was yeah, he nailed that right in Harden's face. And and he and he just busted it. And you want to talk about they and they knocked it down to seven. Then it went back to twelve. Then they knocked it down to nine. And this guy would just stick another shot. He's so good. He's so good. That guy. I, I, I enjoy watching him play way more than I enjoy watching Curry play. And, and well, Curry turned the game. He had a three he did, consecutive he got three threes. Three consecutive threes at one point, and just it was a nine point lead, and they never looked back. He, the question I have is, and I'm not, I'm not like a, a big X's and O's guy in any sport, but at what point does Houston have to just stop taking threes? If you're up seventeen, do you need to keep chucking threes? You take the ball to the basket a little bit and just you know try and score an easier basket to keep your foot on their throat. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, like if you're up 17, you don't need to shoot 33s while you're up that much. Yeah, you and just got to keep and moving. That's a, that's a ball handler, you know, top of the key, one guard decision, and the coaching staff to try to you know. I would think you'd want to come down and use up 22 out of the 24 shooting clock up by that much. That's that's how Houston plays though. They just keep the next yeah. year they're going to want to shoot more threes. They well, said. but now of the different things that we have not agreed on, I believe that the scenario by which we just saw um, aids one of my bigger predictions, which is where LeBron James ends up after the season. I'm going to tell you my logic behind it. And that is that if seeing the Houston lost and it went to seven and it was close for the first half for sure. It wasn't like they blew him out. Um, now that Houston has lost and I do not believe um, I'm, I would, I would say that Golden State is probably going to win this series against, I, I, it'd be, it would require Golden State to have multiple games where they shot like Houston did for them to really, LeBron to beat them by themselves. There's too many weapons, I think. So I think Golden State's going to repeat. Now where does LeBron go? And I've always said he's going to Houston. And for them to be the stepchild right now, because the Western Conference Finals to me was the NBA Finals. It's going to be a far more interesting seven-game series. I think Cleveland will be lucky to go six. So I think they're probably out in five. And so with that said, does this fuel the argument that LeBron should go to Houston because they're that close and with him it puts them over the top? I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. It would be If they keep... If they keep that core of players together and add LeBron, yes, it makes a lot of sense. That's but, what I think. But will they pay? You know, LeBron will probably have to take a pay cut. 
you know, to do it. But so. you know, they do. This is the thing: the naivety of of people that are, are listening that don't realize that. You know, John Elway sold Elway Toyota, which they indirectly set him up with, for like $250 million when he retired from football. And so there's other subsidiary things that they can do to help him. You know, don't be surprised if he became a part owner of the Houston Rockets after he retired. Or, you know, the, well, they'll that, do a lot to lure that's him. That's what in. a lot of people think is happening in Cleveland. I, 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 I am probably right now 80% he stays in Cleveland and then 20 he goes somewhere else. So. You think 80% he stays in Cleveland? Yeah, why would you leave now? You got there again. Your legacy is set, you know? Well, he's going to L.A. That's where he wants to do business. Nobody, he's, nobody's he's gonna, Nobody's going to fault him for staying in Cleveland now. Well, I think if they make a deal to get Kawhi and take him to the Lakers, and they also have Ball, he would consider going to Los Angeles. With those three, they'd be formidable. We'll see. It's it's going to be fun, and I I asked you this off the air, and I'll ask you this on the air. Would this if 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 LeBron wins this series, which is you got to win four games against the best team in the NBA, is this the biggest upset in sports history? <clears throat> no, no, I don't think it's the biggest upset in sports history. It's got to be close. It's got to be one of it, it's one of the biggest upsets. But I mean, listen. There, this is a team sport, so I can tell you individual things that have happened sports-wise that you know just were ridiculous. Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson was so it was you know, five hundred to one. It only shot. takes one punch in boxing to win right, a boxing right. match. This takes beating a team that's better um, than you four Joe times. Joe Namath beating Johnny Unitas in the Super Bowl again, Super one Bowl game. Three. Right, but it, again, you're asking me. So the greatest upsets ever. You know, if you're going to throw parameters at me, is it the greatest upset in a series of? And you're going to put you know shackles on me, then then I might. It's not, but it's like this. This uh, it, it would be. I think. I think it'd be up there. It'd be. Uh, it'd be. No, I, I, there's no question. It would be up there. It would be up there. And 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 you know what? I'll tell you this. Of all the decisions that LeBron James could make, if he won this series and he didn't retire, he'd be crazy. Because I would just walk away. I'd be like, you know what? Check, please. That's a, that's a wild card. I haven't thought. Think of. about it. Yeah. If he beat them now, what else does he have to prove? He's taken a team that arguably was the fifth, sixth best team in the NBA. You know, because Boston was a better team than them. Yeah. They were. There was a. They weren't the best team in the East. You know, right? They were for number four seed. Yeah. So you know, I mean, arguably there were teams that were better, but he really did put them on his back. What a way to go out. You know. What a way to go out would it be to win it and then say see ya. I just well break that down. How how can they beat them? I mean, how they how, can't. They really can't, can they? Although you can't bet against LeBron James. Either. Well, I mean, but even if he comes out and he scores forty five each game or whatever, I just don't see that they have the defensive weapons to stop down that many guys. I mean, this Thompson guy, he can just flat out stick it too. So it's not like they don't have. They have three options to go to. That are as deadly as LeBron. Yeah, and Thompson is one of the best defenders in the league, too. Yeah, so. he's going to guard LeBron, I bet. Yeah. And I have a question for you guys. Why can't they use LeBron as bait to bring more to better players to Cleveland? Cleveland. Cleveland's salary cap. They're out of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, listen, uh, you know, and the other thing, too, this late in the game, which came up when this, this whole topic came up early on about LeBron, was the purchase of a second $23 million home in Los Angeles, his desire to be involved in film, television, and infomercialing, and all kinds of different things that he, entrepreneurial things he wants to do later in his career, which is going to start as soon as he retires, if it hasn't already started in many cases. So, 
you know, obviously LA is where he wants to go with his family and he wants to be out there. So it's, are they grooming him Lakers? Are they grooming him Clippers? Whatever. The, the, the X factor here has always been, would he accept, you know, a making the playoffs with the Lakers and getting knocked out? Or is he a guy because of his ego that would have to play and be in contention for the world championship? So we've all acknowledged we think LeBron James is only going to go someplace where he has a chance to win. I don't know what the Lakers are telling him, but that you're, Paulie brought, it, brought this point out, and it's very true. Who knows what other two guys they're thinking of bringing in with them to the Lakers that would make them impact right away? Do they are they going to take get Chris Paul to come over there with them? You know, and that's the kind of thing where if they they have that going on in the works behind closed doors, then watch out. He might go to L.A. The one negative thing I will say about this whole LeBron James taking the band of idiots to the NBA Finals, like the worst team, he put this team together. Don't let don't let anybody fool you. He's the GM of the Cleveland Cavs and put the, this band of misfits together. So it's not like. He, you know, it's it's kind of his fault. This team's is. A He's bunch the of head dope. coach too, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? so don't don't feel that bad for him. So yeah, I'm not. I just I don't think I think they're out in five. I I think four, but you think four sink sweep? Yeah, I think they win one at home. I think they'll get one at home. Four three seven seven six four four is the number to call right now. Be caller ten. You can win a UPS happy hour. You get uh, lots of free food and booze at Shaughnessy's Pub in Marriott, Syracuse, downtown for a happy hour with Daniel Baldwin. You have no idea how exciting it is to be down there. Yeah, you get to sit and stare at us, and we stare back at you. It's very fun. (laughs) But we'll eat your nachos. (laughs) When you're not looking. What are those things you love over there? The pretzel pretzel bites. Pretzel bites with, like, what, cheese on or something? That cheesy sauce, man. Yeah, pretzel pups. He had a, a plate of these. That look like the volcano in 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 Hawaii. That I ate blew. my body weight in pretzel pops. You did. Oh my. You did. Josh is too big time to come though. He's not. He, he doesn't come. He won't. He, he, he doesn't won't, have won't. to come. Celebrity guest star. Can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jim Kelly celebrity golf tournament coming up next week, baby. Oh, I look forward to that. I'm gonna get a whole bunch of you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin show, so we can. Why don't you get some numbers so we can call people and have guests on so people don't have to hear our stupid I have lots of numbers to call. I just don't see the investment in the show yet that I'm not going to oh, turn those God numbers sakes. over. When my producer, Paul Sevilla, gets me the studio that I want, gets me the cameras in here that I need, knocks this wall down, then I'm going to start rolling celebrities in studio. I'll have a budget. We'll be able to fly them in, put them up at the hotel. All right. I got to shut you up now. <laughs> <laughs> this is Orange Nation. Either way, you're betting on yourself. Yes. If you decide to go and you're picked in the middle of the second round, you're betting on yourself that you're going to be good and you're going to cash in on the second contract. Or if you come back to school, you're betting on yourself that, all right, I'm going to make the most out of this year. I, I'm betting on myself to go in the first round next year. So either way, it's a gamble. At the end of the day, it comes down to what makes the most financial sense, what makes the most business sense. Orange Nation, noon to two. ESPN Radio. 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM, and 1440 AM.